Welcome to the Core Podcast. This one's a little bit special because it's just hosted by me. This collection of fantastic podcasts comes from a load of amazing, influential women in tech. I'm really excited to share this with you throughout October. I hope you enjoy. This podcast is a great one because it really starts with a personal message, I guess. Divya was personally introduced into going into cybersecurity by actually having her own phishing attack. It's a really great chat. It shows why she's really excited to be in this industry. Um, and her five top tips for anyone thinking of getting in are really great because you don't really need anything except your own skills and just to go for it. So I hope you can join us. If you have anyone listening, could you just tell me a little bit of background about yourself, um, your career journey and how you've ended up where you have? Because I think most women that I've spoken to on these talks haven't thought they were going to A, end up in tech or even end up in cyber. So could you kind of let me know about your journey and how you've ended up where you are today? Absolutely. Um, when I was in school, college, so I'm going a long way back, but um, just to yeah, so I thought um, I was very adamant, in fact, that I wanted to be a doctor. In fact, neurosurgeon okay. didn't go well. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, it was very competitive and I didn't score enough to get into medicine. Um, just enough. It was like by points. And um, I could have gone on to uh, to study dental practice, but I didn't want it because I'm very adamant as in if I want something and I want that, <laughs> if not, when I say second option, at that point was computers. So naturally, you know, gone on to the you know IT world and you know did everything I could to get on to my second option. So you know, it's good to have an alternative. Um, that's how my introduction to IT was as a second choice. Um, I started off as a second choice, but I'm glad I chose this part. Okay. Um, and how I ended up in uh, security. So my kind of in, initial roles, as everybody does, you or not everybody, majority uh, of the people, you know, start off as a support role mm -hmm. and then you move on from there. That's, that's how I've seen uh, or start off as a graduate or apprenticeship. So that's how my journey has been, you know, supporting computers, um, helping people turn the switch on and off or, you know, what have you. You know, it goes beyond that, but I'm just simplifying it. Okay. So that's that's how it started. Yeah. For me, the introduction in cybersecurity was an expensive affair. Um, so okay. Unfortunately, okay. I was a victim of a, um, a phishing scam. So oh. that created a huge, huge awareness in the sort of cybersecurity world for me. This kind of um, a, more than a decade ago. And that kind, you know, I developed keen interest in cybersecurity from there and then actively started looking for a role within the organisation, uh, you know, where I worked at that time to take up on projects that involved or had key focus on security. So that's how uh, my journey in the security field started, have, you know, being a victim. And since then, I advocate security and anybody who talks to me about security, I just carry on talking <laughs> you know I'm very very passionate about it and I'm very grateful that I get to uh being you know in a job where I enjoy and I love and you know and, and and I'm passionate about so which is which is great position so in a way you know where I started as I mentioned you know it's the second choice but then I'm grateful now and I'm yeah. so passionate about it and I'm um you know get to work in that field where I love you know and then there's a 
huge satisfaction that I uh, help, you know, the organizations that work with keep the bad guys off, you know. Um, yeah, so that's that's my journey. So that experience of a phishing attack happening to you and your colleagues and things like that, what what made you then think, right, because uh, I think you can either go two ways, can't you? You can be like, oh, I want to stay well away from that. Or where you were like, no, I actually want to protect. And, and what was it about that that you thought, right, that's where I want to go down and that's where I want to learn more? Was it because of what happened to everybody? Was it because how easy it was that the phishing attack happened? Was there any element that really speared you into looking into it? Because I'm assuming not everyone in, you were working with that day decided to go the same route as you. Yeah. Well, it was personal rather than uh, work. Um, oh, okay. So it was personal. Um, so for me, I was fascinated by it to yeah. begin with. Wow, the mastermind behind it. And yes, it's more of a fascination. And then I felt rather than a victim, I felt, um, oh my God, why did I not see this? You know, um, you know, a lot of I think it's the uh, you know, if you're a victim, that's there are two types, aren't there? Some people think that, oh, you know, just go down, and then you know, as you said, that you know, I don't want anything to do with it anymore, and you back off, like totally most yeah. approach. Whereas, I, I was the other way. You know, there, there are a group of uh, people that you know they kind of take it, take it further to see, wow, this is like, how did I let it happen, and investigate what can you do yeah. and learn from it. So I was in that group, and I was fascinated by the way it went, and I tracked back how it was done because it was more of a learning how i didn't spot where you know all those red flags um so went back and learned from it It almost kind of like my own theory around how it was done and then learned from that and then you know uh, i said this is what i want to be you know want to be more aware of it learn again as you said it was how easy it was um to kind of fool anybody or you know take advantage of um so yes and then you know my kind of aim is to create the awareness of the moment since then like you know I should kind of enlighten myself because you know being a victim and also share that awareness and enlightenment enlighten people who who don't know you know what's going on around them in this digital world including my parents you know um to start with and your family and you know and, and your colleagues uh, especially now I'm in this field, so you know, making sure my colleagues understand the impact, the risk behind the digital footprint they leave. Uh, you know, we all leave behind. So, um, yeah. So that's that's how that's how I kind of started up taking on that interest. So it personally, impact you and inspired you to get more involved. So, how did you then educate yourself? So I, I appreciate you're a very intelligent woman. And you you picked it apart, um, but. How did you educate yourself and then step up that career change into more security focus? What did you, was there qualifications or was there mentors or was it roles and you learned or what kind of was that education process for you? There was a combination of everything. So the, as, I said, um, uh, as I mentioned earlier, so actively looking for opportunity yeah. within the organisation. So the first thing I did, go network with my security team at that mm-hmm. point because I wasn't part of security team. but network with the security team looking for this is a great this is something I like about the security industry everybody likes to help people I'm not saying the other industry aren't but then they like to kind of spread the knowledge um you know for, in comparison to IT and other uh, industries that uh, you know I've worked on maybe that's different now but that's my kind of view on it 
it's brilliant. They were all kind of open to it, especially they welcome anyone uh, who's willing to learn, keen to learn and passionate about it. So they kind of welcomed that attitude of mine. And, um, and I took shadowing experience in their team and um, started sort of taking up um, sort of smaller sort of projects where I can sort of feed into. So again, use your experience uh, and then apply security to it. That's that's my view and message as well. Like, you know, everything applies. All skills are transferable irrespective of uh, wherever you're from. And that's exactly what I did. Take your current skills and learn security and apply that, apply security. Um, and, and open source resources is another area when for the first thing I did, the open university courses, cybersecurity, you know, the introduction yeah. course, a great way to kind of get the um, initial learning or introduction to, uh, you know, the security. And then that led to kind of more specific trainings and vendors are, uh, you know, amazing, uh, you know, the vendor led trainings and then, you know, um, uh, podcasts and webinars and, um, you know, a lot of offerings out there take up all of that's a great way to learn and upskill um, and also, you know, gain acquired new skill set and knowledge and that's what I've taken up uh, in my journey. We are really lucky with how much free resources there are nowadays. Um, I mean I, even in the last 10 years with like from my background being marketing of how much is now there's so many webinars that you can go to and events and things like that like you said you can really empower yourself. I think what you said really interestingly though was that um, that your skill set with going into this industry really um it lends itself to anything like it's quite it's quite a good industry to go into because it, you know it's quite flexible and would you say for someone that's kind of driven a path into into cybersecurity that it is open to anyone doesn't matter what background you've come from do you think that if someone wanted to pivot a career or maybe like you said has been impacted so now wants to do something more um you know, uh, strategic or supportive or for a greater good. Do you think any background you can you can get into this industry? I 100% believe in that. Yeah. Um, it's a general perception, isn't it? In, in kind of IT or particularly cybersecurity, people think it's technical. Mm-hmm. It is not. Um, there are room for non-technical stuff as well. It's not, if you want to be technical, absolutely you can. Um, you know, there are different sort of roles that you could perform. There are non-technical roles as well. So where you kind of, uh, you know, in the assurance uh, risk uh, assessment and audit as well as another point. So there are plenty of non-technical roles. As long as you have the, um, you know, you understand the security principles and you apply, you learn the specific areas where you want, and it doesn't involve everything to do with technical. And another point I'd like to add is that nobody knows everything, and you cannot, no one can know everything. So, and therefore I went, you know, I go back to my point to say, all your skill set, irrespective of where you come from, they're all transferable in some way or the other. And then you apply the additional, um, uh, you know, skill set, in, in this case, be it security or, or whatever that is, you just apply on top. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And also security is really I mean, our favourite conversation in the office is not just an IT problem, is it? Every member of a team or of a company could 
uh, you know, have an impact on the security uh, because unfortunately it gets discussed quite a lot in the industry that people are the weakest link. I don't know if that's technically true. It's just it is a, a, a language that gets put out there. But we are open to human error or we do have emotions and can be manipulated like in a phishing tack and things like that. So, I mean, I've, I found it all very interesting from... Um, when we did our ISO accreditations and Cyber Essentials Plus was when I got interviewed and I was just like, well, why am I getting interviewed? I'm in marketing. I've got nothing to do with this. And they were like, well, you do because, you know, you take people's data on the website and what imagery you use is it legal and all these sort of things. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, oh, I have a big impact. And, and it was like, oh, have you got 2FA on the LinkedIn accounts and the Twitter accounts? And, and I was like, oh, oh. And it, it you just realise it's not just an isolated problem. So even if you're looking into getting into this career and you don't think you want to be technical, you might want to be marketing or sales, you, we all still have an impact on security now, just like you would do for a building of an office. You don't leave the windows and doors open. It's yeah. now a digital platform. Do you, would you agree on that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. As you kind of highlighted in your uh, example as well. So, you know, we're all in it together. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, it's not siloed approach. And again, another thing they have like, oh, security, what do they want now? <laughs> you know, because that kind of attitude. But <laughs> yeah. we're not your enemies. You know, <laughs> we're kind of trying to get that middle ground. And again, you've probably heard in the industry as well. So there's often the balance, isn't it, between business and security. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have to get the right balance. You cannot have every all the requirements and then again security cannot have too much security either but get that right balance then you know and 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 you're good you know because yeah. one have too much of everything um so achieving that balance is very uh, kind of important and everybody in is in, in it together so we're in this together and uh, we're not working against each other or are ones above the other you know not no. that kind of um attitude so everybody's in this together and again, that comes when it, the more and more organisation becomes, you know, culturally uh, security aware and, and that becomes part and parcel of everything that they do rather than, you know, tick box exercise or uh, audit wants it, a regulator wants it, not that kind of attitude, but you kind of bring it into everything that you do. Um, you know, is a culture, basically. So um, if, that, if you set that out right, then, uh, you know, then there's no tension, you know, between yeah. the departments and everybody's aware and that's what we do and, we, you know, we think. And and it becomes sort of, as I said, not just at work, you know, as, as we are in this digital world, you need to be tuned in and your personal lifestyle as well so you don't become a victim on me like I did, <laughs> yeah. you know, a while ago. So you don't kind of, you, you, you're t- tuned in to what to look for, these red flags, for example, at work and outside work. Interesting that you say that because um, it is that thing, isn't it? That um, I'm, 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 I know I've been sent some funny emails at perfectly good times, which would be they know that I'm probably picking my daughter up at that time, and I'm distracted, and I'm checking an email on my phone, and uh, it's getting more and more sophisticated. But with the culture piece and having a mindset at work, and you know when you're outside of work or off the beat, how do you think we can start? I think it's second nature for us now mostly to lock our car and to lock our front door um you know that's kind of like we, we do that and I mean I go around and check that I've not let, let any lights on or things like that things have become second nature and culture from a security perspective from our day to day and you know getting a taxi home and things like that how do you think we can change the culture of how we approach our cyber security so it's so drummed into us like it is our day-to-day living security do you think that's 
education in schools do you think that is I don't know I don't know if I know the answer but do you think there is some things that we need to be doing now so it becomes you know second nature like we do get taught to look left and right on the road and things like when we're kids do you think it needs to be something that gets brought in more absolutely that's a great question by the way (laughs) absolutely as you said it should start from schools um and that's a great point uh, as well so it should start from then and the more we talk and how do uh, your example agree as well how do we know we lock the car even i have the habit you press the button i'll still go and do you still go check it again i'm so glad it's me i still go (laughs) is that checked Um, why do we do that because we're aware that if you don't do it you know you know there's theft and you know there's car theft everywhere and they People know about it. You don't leave it open. You're making it easy. Even if it's locked and it's so easy for people to kind of break in and take what they want or even take the whole car. You know, I got so taught they... by my dad really early on, never leave anything on a seat. Yeah. So I've got this really paranoid thing that I check all the seats and then put it in a glove compartment or in the boot. Or Because my dad was like, if they see something, they'll break in. And I like know most things in my you know, car is my kid's toys and the chances are no one's going to break in for a kid toy. But my brain still goes, oh, don't don't leave that out just in case it's weird isn't it how something gets drummed in and the way you knew is that your dad telling you constantly yeah um don't leave leave that as temptation yeah the same the same principle applies here so the more we talk the more awareness we create and that's why i went back to the culture the culture should be the more and more the organization the leadership team talk to the business and who there's involved not just them everybody in the organization talk about it and talk about it as in not just sort of like, you know, this is what you must do, you should do and you should follow, but talk about the impact, you know, why you shouldn't do such thing. Like in your example, your dad said, don't leave it. I said, leave uh, an item, you know, by the dashboard or where it's more visible because it's temptation. Um, and, you know, talk about the impact, why we are asking to do certain things or follow certain things. So the more we talk to them by way of sort of, uh, running awareness sessions or brown bag session, keep it informal as well. Sometimes if it's formal, people get, you know, you know, different types of learn, uh, learning, uh, you know, learners that are there. So you need to cater to every needs as well. So organizations should look into kind of all of that sort of different behaviors and learning capabilities within their employees and sort of implement awareness, learning and awareness program. They could even embed into, um, you know, when you onboard somebody, new employees comes in or other learning um, uh, training and learning opportunities they have within the organization, embed security into it as part of that uh, initiative. So the key message is keep talking to them, you know, the awareness, the more aware they are, it will become the natural sort of, uh, it will become then second nature to think about, oh, I shouldn't do that, you know um in, in in any in any way like you would think twice before clicking on the link i do i do not trust any link um and um yeah double check triple check and uh and and even do my own open source intelligence before i even if it's unknown to see if that person really exists mm. um or do i really have to answer ask the question um you know and at work and outside of work as well so it applies everywhere we're talking about culture and second nature. You mentioned earlier that going into IT and tech wasn't your first choice. It wasn't yeah. the first thing in the front of your mind, like that's what I want to do as a career. You also highlighted that you're so glad it went that way. Um, What do you think could have happened, I don't know, in your childhood or at that point when you were deciding which way to go that would have pushed you more down this route naturally? 
because obviously you thought, oh, I definitely want to go into medicine. So was it because women went into medicine or was it because it was, or what was your experience? It's the stereotype. You were spot on. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah the interesting. So it's naturally everybody talks about it. The peer pressure. All the girls were talking. Um, yeah, I'm going to go into medicine, or, or, uh, or you know, anything to do with arts and science. You know, mathematics. No way, I'm going that way. No, it's <laughs> you know? really weird. You're the second uh, podcast where we've talked about how girls all avoid mathematics. There's a problem here, ladies. We just don't like it. <laughs> I know. So yeah, it's just, as you were spot on as a you know the general stereotype that women naturally go there, and the peer pressure. You know, where at that point everybody was naturally going down that way. And besides that point um again you know this goes back you know decades ago um computers yes they existed we were still in you know very much in the computer age at that point but um not so much as as it is now um there was not a lot of sort of awareness or or uh, initiatives in schools where they talked about so a computer was just probably if you took it as a subject then you would learn about it but everything else wasn't anything to do with computers so the awareness wasn't there what it entailed you know what, what it was all about you know what is technology you know it wasn't spoken about that much if if they did more on that i believe my natural choice would have been computers um because which as i said as a second choice i took that yeah um, in, in university so but not in school um, yeah, if I had the exposure and opportunity in school, that I probably would have picked up computers as my natural first choice. With that exposure, if you could be a teacher in a room now in front of aspirational people or even they're being forced to take computer science, maybe, I don't know, everyone's a different. What key things do you think, do you wish you'd been told about the subject or, or the impact that you could have or why it's a good career? Again, um my perception mm. at that time computer means to do with coding and you know right. um, um, me and coding oof, no you know um also way again so as the perception is you know that because i said with security means people perceive that it's all te- technical and yeah. that's what my perception was sort of computers because there were a lot more to it i naturally liked things about building stuff like servers infrastructure side Whereas anything to do with programming, no, no. So it was all about computer or technology means programming. So I, I wasn't interested in that at all. And that was the perception. So it wasn't split out in a way that is more than programming. Um, so if I was told or, or you know, shown, you know, what, you know, technology and, you know, computer and technology is all about beyond coding, that would have helped. And if I was a teacher now in front of, uh, you know, in front of uh, uh, pupils, then that's, that's what I would split it out to them. So you've got this, 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 and it's more than more than this. So, you know, give them that, um, you know, the broader um, uh, features or, you know, what it provides you as an opportunity and it caters for everybody's needs, not just one area where people, you know, where it just suits a certain group of people and not the others. Um, yeah, so... Do you think that's why fit, maybe there's a lack of women in this industry? Because I know when I I applied for the job with James and um, statistically, apparently women only apply for jobs generally if they can 100% do the, do the job. Um, and we're quite fearful where men is a lot lower, which I'm learning, but... Um, I remember when I applied here and I had worked for agencies and I dabbled in a little bit of reseller, but I, I 
yeah, I turned up on my first day and didn't really know know a lot. Um, and I've learned loads and heaps from being here. But actually, what they needed was a strong marketeer that could take a message and take it out to market. And I think if I had panicked about not understanding every single technology, um, I would have never have taken the job and I would have never have taken on the opportunity. And, and yeah, and I'd be, de- you know, looking back at myself, I'd be devastated now. But do you think it's because yeah, we don't have a full understanding and also it's a fear thing and and we think that we need to understand every element of the technology because like you said, I don't know if you can know everything in this industry. Yeah, totally, totally agree. So again, it's probably a women thing. (laughs) I agree with you on that. Um, To give you an example, um, I was recently speaking to my sister-in-law, so she's working, um, uh, well, she's a stay-at-home mum. Um, and wanting to go back now the children are older um, they you know she wants to get back to work because you know she she's not in their life as as you know as much as she used to be so yeah yeah do her own thing but she is afraid um, she's looking for jobs but um, oh I don't think I can do that as you said because you know I have to satisfy 100% what the job description says Um, and is that is that mentality and uh, I was just telling her, okay, what did you do before you became, you know, a stay-at-home mom? Okay, you had this, 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 and then the current job description asked for this, this, this. Do they relate? It doesn't have to be exactly the same. It was customer-focused, and her previous role was customer-focused, but in a different industry. Yeah, it's still customer-focused, and you still know how to handle customers. Easy, difficult, you know, challenging, whatever. She can handle her children. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think us women ever, like, look into that. Like, you can can manage these children that never know what they want to eat. They're unsettled. And also, you can look after them and keep them asleep with very little sleep. You're not looking after yourself generally. Um, I think we for- I think we forget that. Yeah, you keep them alive. Like I think when people you apply for jobs, there's so many things in a job description that as a mum you tick off anyway because you you do those things. But yeah, I think career gap. You're absolutely right, and that's what I said to her. You yeah. you, you brought up two children, and you can do everything. So yeah. go for it. So you yeah, that that still exists, unfortunately, but. Um, there is a small percentage of women who go for it yes. you know as you said yeah i'm gonna go for it because that's what i want and focused and they just go for, go for it. it but unfortunately majority of us are still in the other cut where we can continuously look for mm, i don't satisfy 100 percent, and therefore i'm not ready um including my sister-in-law i'm trying to convince her she should go for <laughs> go for she it she needs to go for it Whatever she wants yeah. to do, she needs to go for it. I, I agree. And there's, um, I've, I've read loads of recent reports that women um, in their early 30s take a massive confidence hit. Um, and it's for many social reasons, actually, whether we're not married or we are married or if we have got married, we should have children or if we've not had children or if we have had like all these different outside things knock our confidence, which apparently has a huge impact. And they see a drop off of women between 30 and 40 not going for um, promotions and staying in their lane for a very long period of time or they never go up. Um, and, yeah. and and it's quite scary between 30 and 40 how that has an impact. So if we're struggling to get women in tech already and then if they are in tech, their their confidence takes a hit at 30. I think there's a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of stuff that can do. And um, for me, it's always connecting and having peers and mentors and other women to look up to has there been anyone 
during your career and that could be male I'm not saying it has to be of the, of the same yeah. gender that has helped you or inspired you or or maybe it wasn't a mentor maybe it was someone else or something that's kept you I don't know continually doing very well in your career yes uh, my line manager in my um not the current one but the current one is also good yeah um uh, my line managers have been great um particularly um um um, a nice lady I had, um, you know, with one of the uh, organisations I worked for, and I've taken a lot of messages. And she was so she inspired me, and she pushed me to, to you know, to kind of fulfil my fullest potential. And she was always, she would, she would never say that's good, no, that's good enough. She always put me on. Sometimes I used to get frustrated at that point. Why is she not happy with everything I do? Um, because what she was trying to get was get the most out of you know get to get you know get get me to kind of achieve my fullest potential um and she only opened up at one point because I I was direct and then asked why is why what can I do you know to kind of uh, uh you know to get you to say yeah that's good and I said it's not that you're doing a bad job Divya is uh, I'm trying to get you to do more you know because yeah. I know you're capable of so it helps having that kind of person whether that person's your line manager or mentor, um, you know, and if you know, I was lucky I had a line manager like that. But if you, uh, you know, if you're not in that position, then look for somebody, you know, you look up to or you inspire, uh, you know, within the organisation. Where that, oh, that person's really good, and I like to kind of learn from them. Just go for it, and and you know, and again, the organisation have a mentorship program these days, so they're more and more aware in comparison to you know. A decade ago so participate in those mentorship programs and you know get and they all help like like in my situation my line manager was great in getting me to um to go to go for it you know so and that's where my natural sort of um kick into the leadership role started and um because uh, I understood, although I was frustrated with the push, because, you know, if, as employees, you just want acknowledgement, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And that's good enough. And that wasn't good enough because she kind of saw the potential in me and pushed. Because if you wanted to be going up your career level, then you need to do, you know, what you need to do. And she saw that potential and pushed me for it. And I understood when I understood, I just, the reason why she did that, I just went for it. Mm. And I'm glad I did. And yeah. uh, And from there on and you know grasp that concept and then just going for it um yeah continuing to go for it <laughs> so hopefully yeah, yeah hopefully i'll get to i'll get to where i want to be eventually um yes yeah that's, that's good so, thank you, you. <laughs> so um we're closing all the podcasts with asking five tips that you would give anyone that's listening right now whether that is a woman or a man um that's looking to get into to cyber security into tech what would be your five tips right now if someone was looking to move into the industry okay um yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to what i just said now go for it go <laughs> you for know it. Just, i think all of us have said that <laughs> yeah just go for it technical non-technical whatever it is just just go for it, whatever you want, go for it. And uh, use the resources that we talked about. There's plenty of open source resources available. Equip yourself with as much knowledge as possible. Again, you know, be aware that nobody can know 
anything. If somebody said to you they know everything, do not believe them. So it's a constant learning journey. Everybody is in it together and we're all learning together. And share your knowledge when you learn. Um, and uh, so that's number two. And number three, network as well. So yep, network with people. Yeah, yeah. And network with, you know, and this is, as I said before as well, um, this is a great industry where people are very willing, especially, you know, with sharing knowledge. Um, so network and, you know, that's a great way to learn and, uh, and uh, keep learning. So, you know, keep yourself keep yourself up to date because this is one thing about learning but keeping yourself up to date is really really uh, important so keep yourself up to date um is that four points um and i have um yeah the other one i'll go back to uh, what i said earlier as well um uh, use your current skills and apply security yeah. to them. use what yeah, you already that'd know be my five, uh, five points to That's share five yeah points well, thank you very much for giving me your time to to chat with us and to open the, the conversation about why we love the industry that we're in and why we hope more women want to join us and that it's a great it's a great uh um yeah, it's a great career path and we're both getting great satisfaction out from it from your definitely more technical side to me to to me on the marketing side. But um yes, thank you so much. Hopefully I'll get to see you in person one day soon. Hopefully we'll be in London soon to come and see you. But thank you again for all your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Divya. Thank you. <laughs> thank thank you. you. Bye. Take Speak care. soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.